You're listening to the Health Coach Nation podcast. My name is Haley Rowe, and I'm a business coach for online health coaches who want to attract their ideal clients, stop feeling defeated by their never-ending to-do list, balance a healthy lifestyle with their growing business, and stop overanalyzing what everybody thinks of them so that they can confidently own their message and online presence. On this podcast, we dive deep into health information you can share with your clients, business strategy tips, and more. Let's get to it. Guess what? I have a new training for you. It is my free overwhelm masterclass and cheat sheet. And when you leave a written review on iTunes on the Health Coach Nation podcast and you email info at HaleyRowe.com with the subject line podcast review and a screenshot of your review, I will email you the free Overwhelm Masterclass and Overwhelm Cheat Sheet. So I cannot wait to share it with you. And thank you so much for being a listener on this podcast, sharing your valuable time with me. And now let's get into the episode. Thank you so much. Hello, everybody. I am here today with Carlston, and Carlston's going to tell you more about himself and what he does as someone who works with people on their mental well-being and their mindset. And the reason why I wanted to bring him on to the podcast, number one, is because right now, as an entrepreneur and as a person, we're in challenging times, right? There's a lot of circumstances that are new, that are different Um There's just a lot of stress on a lot of people's shoulders right now. And I think one of the biggest things when it comes to entrepreneurship is being able to manage your mental energy because you can only grow as much as your mindset allows you to. And and if your mindset's in a bad place, everything just feels heavy. It feels harder. It feels like you're dragging with you a sled behind you with every action you're doing. It's easy to get distracted. And so um, I wanted to talk about that today. And if you guys have any questions as we go in this live stream, you can put them in the comments. We'll be sure to put Carlston's Instagram handle and website or whatever he wants to share with us in the comments as well at the end of this episode. And we'll go from there. So Carlston, thanks for joining us. And why don't you tell everybody about your background and what you do? Yes. Hi, everyone. Glad to meet you all. Um, let me say first and first, Miss um, Haley, thank you so much for inviting me over. Uh, a bit about my background. I'm from the island of Barbados, where <laughs> relaxing becomes like, you know, second nature to us, really. Um, but my my upbringing was wrong family that suffered from a lot of from mental illness, schizophrenia, um, you know, nerve system, different different part we call paranoia um it's it's such a broad term to say mental illness because that's a generalized term but to get very specific um stress most of the issues we had to deal with is stress and it fragmented reality for some people so and because we do not understand what a person goes through and all we just see is a difference in behavior there's a stigma attached to mental illness so I had to, I was raised around my father, sister, cousins, um, you know, with different issues, different problems, different issues. And one of the things that bothered me was one, the attitude and the behavior that you got from other people 
because it's part of my family. I had to deal with it. I, to me, it was, you know, part of my everyday living. But to see how other people reacted to my family, and two, my other concern was, would this happen to me as well? Because I associate myself and my behavior with my family's behavior as well, with what I, what I saw. So I made an, a decision early to pay attention to myself and make sure this doesn't happen to me. But in order for me to understand that I had to figure out what was causing the problem, what was the issue? And by examining how our how we thought of things, how we dealt with with things, and, and let me put it in comparative commas, how we didn't do with things, right? Because this is one of the major issues I came across raising the Caribbean uh, from our heritage and our history. Talking about emotions isn't something that we we dealt with. We we did. So a lot of people hold everything inside and it just bottles up and it distort the reality that you have in your mind, how life is, and therefore you react towards that. I only knew this year after um, I, I grew up and had to go through my own personal challenges. But in my mind, I know there had to be a better way of living life. So that's, that is what started me on my journey of trying to work and be a better person and figure out how can I deal with situations so that my result would, would be different. Yeah, absolutely. So I find most coaches and wellness professionals, they always end up in what they do, not always, but a lot of yeah. times they end up in what they do because they personally dealt with a setback or they saw a family member deal with a challenge or a friend yes. and it really had an impact, a long lasting impact on them. And they said, I don't, you know, I want to be able to create my own future and manage what I can. And so when you say how we deal with and how we handle emotions really matters. And when we don't, a lot of side effects and symptoms and things like that can happen. How, what's some of the ways you know, we're talking in this show to entrepreneurs and people who have a lot on their plate. A lot of times they're busy moms, too. So they're just they have a lot of things that could shake them up in the day. Right. So what's the best way? Because I think a lot of people just feel like, what do you mean when, when you say I got to handle and deal with my emotions? What does that truly mean? And what's the first step to do that? I always start with explaining to people the first thing is awareness. Okay, let me explain why I said awareness. A lot of people will live their life and because you have a pattern of behavior, to you that becomes your normal. You know that something is wrong, you know you're feeling tired, you're feeling stressed out, but as far as you consider your life, you're living it normal. This is what you do day in, day out. So what is the problem? When you become aware of what you think, when something happens, what is the first thought that comes to your head? That thought is then followed by an emotion. That emotion is produced because it is a practice behavior. And it has been a practice, not only a practice behavior, but there is a thought behind the outcome or how you see things that cause you to react the way you do. So as you become more aware of yourself and you become more aware of the situations that's happening, ask yourself, if this is how I am reacting to react, this is how I feel, and this is the results I'm getting, is there a possibility that there's another way I can look at it so I can feel different, so I can get a different result? So as you start to question everything you do and you become more aware, it brings everything from your unconscious behavior to your consciousness. Therefore, you can start to examine it. So the first thing I always 
show people is when you become aware and we talk about what you do and then it is amazing when you're working with clients and you ask them to go through step by step all of the, the process what they go through and they become more aware they go many times they go like oh yes i'm doing that because when we do um, things that are our unconsciousness we're not thinking about it it's like sometimes you're driving a car and you, you finally get to your destination and you really can't remember the trip because your mind was on something else, but you're still driving. So, so oh sorry, go yeah, ahead, go ahead. Yeah. So, so getting people to be aware first is the first step. Then there are certain things you can do and you'll understand, I, I try to keep this short, I think it's so technical. Stress, when, when, when you're thinking about stuff and how our body operate under stress, gives us the result we do. So the, what I do to combat that is figure out how do I deal with that stress first and understand it first what stress is. Because you have three types of stress. You have chemical stress, physical stress, and emotional stress. Chemical stress is like, you know, having a, a weekend and you're having a, a bit of a drink with friends, you know, anything that, uh, that alter your body chemistry and make your behavior or your mood change, that's chemical stress. Physical stress, going to the gym, having a job, lifting something. Emotional stress is our thoughts, how we process information. So because stress and everything starts here, it means that we got to first deal with how we process information. So I help people to figure out how to relax and their thought process in order to reduce the stress levels. It, that is in, in, in a, it's putting it in a very small base, but there is so much technical things to go through. I have to explain to people every technical thing um, about stress and how it affects your body. Because it is not just as simple as telling people what to do. I try to explain them why we do it this way and how to do it especially. Because most of you'll read a book and the book will tell you, oh, take deep breaths. But do you understand what take deep breaths does? Because when we go through, um, our body goes through a system of panic, relax. The, the best way for me to explain it, imagine a lion chasing a, a, a gazelle. All the gazelles will run. If the lion catch one gazelle, the rest will realize that he's eating, so there's no more threat. What they will do? They'll stop and they go back eating because why they're going from panic stage back into a calm state. There's no more threat. So their body can actually reduce, can actually come back to its state and relax. When we operate under a, a, a level of stress continuously, we do not allow our body to come back to a state of rest. We're not designed to be under those levels of stress. That's why when people work in a stressful environment or have um, high-powered jobs, have deadlines to meet, they have to come home and deal with other traffic, getting home, and then deal with busy families and try to catch up. You're constantly under stress over a period of time. So your body realizes, you know, what to do, what to do, and your adrenaline always going. That adrenaline in your body consistently allows, not allows, but it causes your body to get ill. It reduces your immune system. And I'll show you how important um, stress hormones are. When anyone is having, a, say, an organ transplant, you are actually injected with stress hormones to reduce your immune system so your body doesn't reject that um, organ. Because if it doesn't, if you don't reduce your, your um, defense system, right, it will reject it. So in order to suppress your natural immune system, they use stress hormones. That's how effective stress can be. 
And when your immune system is suppressed, then you're open to illnesses. That's why people always say stress kills. I explain to people how it works, not just what it does, but how it works. When you become more aware of what you're doing to yourself, then in your mind, you start to think, okay, I know, I know, I have to make a commitment to do things different. You, yeah. You're with me so far? I am. We have to change the way we do things in our daily life to truly address our stress. And I've been taking a little bit of notes too in the comments. And you said that there's chemical stress, physical stress, emotional stress, completely agree. Yeah. I also think there's environmental stress. Like some of the things we don't even know. I've done a few old podcasts on it, but like as an entrepreneur, a lot of us are staring at comp computers all day in the blue light and yeah. at night and that stress that tells our body it's time to be awake. And so- Because it happened in our eyes. So that, that, mm -hmm. Because of that, that is also physical stress. Think about it, the muscles in your eyes, right? Because they're adjusting to the frequency. You may not see it, but the, your muscles are pulling, relaxing, pulling, relaxing, getting tired, getting tired all wrong here. Well, that's physical stress on your muscle, your eye muscles. Yes. Okay. Well said. So, yeah. So there's so many things that can be stressors to the, to us that maybe we don't perceive something as stress. Like I work out every day or, Oh, I, um, you know, stare at my computer all day. It's not a big deal, but on top of the emotional stress. So there's, yes. there's so much that, that we're putting ourselves through each day. And so when it comes to becoming aware and becoming somebody who doesn't just look at, you know, what are you doing to reduce stress? Like, oh, I'm going to take a warm bath or I'm yeah. going to smell some essential oils. It's also about how you do it because, and, and one thing I want to add, there's two things I want to add. Yes. Number one, do you, I love that you're kind of sharing how like our thoughts impact our emotions, which impacts our results and actions. Yeah. I completely agree with you there. And, um, the thing that I wanted to talk about with that and to give an example, and maybe you have some feedback too, is um, when it comes to managing stress, I have a lot of clients in the past who, or they come to me and they say, I'm really overwhelmed. And, um, and so therefore I find myself procrastinating. So what's happening is their thoughts are, I have so much to do. I don't even know where to start. This is so much stuff and all this noise, right? And so then therefore their emotion is stressed and overwhelmed and overthinking. They're not in a place of awareness where they can actually come with a rational mind, look at their projects and say, which is the best logical next step for me to take. It's like all or nothing and I got to be perfect and all this stuff. And so then they don't take any action and then they beat themselves up more because they're procrastinating and stressed and that whole loop. Right. So what would be something that if somebody feels guilty or they feel perfectionism or they feel overthinking when it comes to procrastinating time management that kind of thing what would be an example of okay don't just go take a warm bath their problems are still going to be there what would yeah. be an example of something they can do or or how they can do something to improve the results okay this is uh, one of the things that would get them to do especially um if you have so much in in your mind i get people to write stuff out just write, write it out. It's amazing. Once you get it out of your head, your brain acts as though, good, I've, I've, I've processed it. I've done something with it. So writing it down, the process of doing something with it breaks that chain of behavior. Because remember, what you do, you, you go through it and you go through it. And then, as you said, you do nothing. Um, and, because, and then you feel guilty because you did nothing with it. So writing it down on paper first gets it out of your head. 
which tells yourself, good, I've actually taken action. I've done something. So you stop beating yourself up in a, in a way. Two, it helps you organize everything step by step as well. Looking at people, then you can arrange it better rather than have it just floating around in here. Three, what I would get them to do as well is notice when you start to feel that feeling, um, describe how it feels, get a visual of it. Um, what Part of my training was also as an NLP practitioner as well. So I get people to visualize that emotion because remember, your behavior is within your body. But the thought process to produce that behavior is within your mind. So by understanding how you represent that information, how you represent that emotion, we can we then can change that feeling. So to get you to feel calm, and at some point of time, everyone would have done something to feel calm, and you would have known how that feeling in your body. So I get you to understand that description, understand that feeling, get you to visualize it. And I get we then will use that to say, okay, when you get to this particular state, you feel in this way again. I want to create an anchor or create a, a memory, a stimulus memory for you to go about and, and put yourself back into that motion so that you can calm yourself first. Because once you have in, once you have control of your emotions and your state, processing information becomes even easier. Uh, what people can do as well, uh, especially if you, you start to feel a bit of panic. Imagine just take a deep breath in. And the reason for taking deep breaths, as I was mentioning earlier, it allows your body or your nervous system to know there's no more threat. That we're taking deep breaths in. People will say, take a deep breath in and hold it first and then breathe it out slowly. But the reason for doing that, right, is to calm your nervous system, allow your nervous system to recognize there's no more threat. You can be calm now. So deep breathing work. Another technique you can do is rub your hands for 20, 30 times. 20 times would look right. Get that friction going and then simply rub your shoulders. What you're simply doing, you're calming yourself down. This is like, like a self-hug. Right? So you allow yourself to feel warm. And by warm, believe it or not, even giving yourself um, a hug, you release um, oxytocin in your body system. And that will come, and when we get stressed, because our cortisol levels are more or less rising and getting high, making us panic and all those things that happen. So that will help combat that cortisol and allow your body to also relax. Um, I, I hope that, I hope there's something, you know, people find that they're kind of helpful. Yes, the visualizing is something I've never really thought about. As far as visualizing a time or a memory that can put yeah. you back in the desired emotion, and also you could you could visualize I've done in your like I've done yoga classes and stuff where they've said visualize the feeling of tenseness. Where is it in your body? And then feel it dissolve, like watch it exactly. change colors or something like that. That's really a cool technique. You see, yeah, once you visualize it, your brain doesn't really know the difference between being actual and being, you know, created in your mind. Yeah, that's so cool. That is so cool. Yeah, and one of the things I'll share, there's two stories that I thought of as you were explaining this, like, oh yeah, that's right. I had a thing called a heart rate variability monitor. You kind of put it on your ear. I don't have it anymore. I had it at a time when I was going through my coaching training because they taught us about mindfulness and that kind of thing. And we had to do eight weeks of meditation, which was great. I mean, it was so great because I was held accountable. <laughs> and um, I had to wear this thing on my ear and it would say, Whenever I thought about my cats, <laughs> the thing would change to relaxed, chilled out. It was immediate. It was so cool. 
whenever I was thinking about my to-do list or other things, it would rise up. So I'm, um, I love what you said about that. And the other thing that you mentioned that's so important, I've, I've talked about it in my coaching program, not so much a lot on the podcast, is just writing things down, journaling, journaling, brain dumping, <laughs> and writing down what is stressing you out, what's keeping you from your full potential. Are there any journal prompts in particular that you like the best? Any journal, say again, any journal. Any journal like questions or topics that you like to use with clients? Um, I, ha I actually have my journal, right? So yeah. let, let me and let me use this as a, as a template. When I wake up on mornings, I start with three things to be grateful for. I will start with gratitude. Right, it allows us. It allows my brain, or allow, yeah, allows my brain to think about things that, that I feel good about, and as I think about them, it, it allows my body to, as you were saying earlier, when you thought about your cat, how you felt. So I start thinking about things to make myself feel energetic, good. It, it starts to 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 get my day going correct, put myself and my body in the right frame. Then I got my task that I like tonight when I'm finished, I'm going to write how my day was, the things I've done, the things I may not have finished, what tomorrow will look like or should look like. They will things you add on to it. But also I try to balance it with um progress, things I've done today that I'm, I'm I appreciate, and things I may not have done that I can put tomorrow to, to finish. Because many, too many times we because we're always focused on, on, on doing tasks. When we don't do something, we beat ourselves up for not completing the task. We don't give ourselves enough um, thanks, enough reward for, for, you know, for, for, for the little things we've done. I can tell you I've done that so many times myself. So because I'm aware of it, I try to, I'm working on it as well. We, we're always, uh, we're, we're always in, in progress. I, I believe that don't care where you are, there's always something you need you can always do. And you have to refresh your memory all the time. And it is like doing a course and having to do it two years so that refresh your skills. So every day you refresh your skills of who you were yesterday and try to better who you were yesterday. So make little notes to yourself. I didn't do good at this. Let me do this here better. Anything that comes, so I have a section in your journal for suggestions to yourself. Not only write, write down tasks, but make suggestions to yourself what you can work on improving. And because you're thinking about it, you start to search for the answers. Yes. I can't even begin to tell you, whenever I feel like I lose momentum, it's usually because I haven't been reflecting or asking, like, where am I with my progress? Like, what can yes. I be doing better? What, and, and acknowledging what I have been doing too. Cause I think just like you said, otherwise if we're not focused on it, we're just going to lose, lose track and, and be distracted easily and feel uh, all over the place. And I have a suggestion for you. Sorry to cut you, but I have a suggestion. No, go ahead. When you get that feeling, right? Mm -hmm. I want you to go into a room, find music that you enjoy, turn it up loud, dance, have mm -hmm. a ball of a time. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do. Don't, yeah. Don't do not deal with a problem. Don't deal with nothing. It makes no difference because remember, everything is only as you see it. It may not necessarily be. Uh, let me explain what I mean. You will see a problem until you that problem on a scale of one to ten might be a seven or eight. 
go into a room, turn up music on, dance, do something crazy, shake your hair, have fun. Relax, smile, and then go and look at that problem. Your brain, by doing that, what you do, you simply break your pattern. You call it pattern interrupt. You interrupt how your pattern, how your brain process. Oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. You go, you have a pattern of behavior. You break that pattern first. Two, you're dancing, listening to music. As I said, your body is uh, producing more oxytocin than you need. So that's the feel-good chemical in your body. So you're flooding your body with, with good feelings. Three, your brain is a muscle. We all know the brain is a muscle. And like going into the gym, the more you put strain on your muscle, what happens? It gets tired. So then you have to recover and then go again in order to build that muscle. But this allows your brain to kind of relax and stop focusing on whatever you got to focus on and just chill as you enjoy yourself so that when you go back to that problem, now your brain has been recovered a bit. The elasticity of your brain kind of relax. So it can say, okay, ready? I can focus on this problem again. Um, nine out of 10, you'll probably see the problem differently. And most times you work with a person and you ask them, okay, do that. Come out, look at the problem. It gone from a seven to eight down to four to five. Same circumstances, but you just see a different outcome. Yes, I love that. And one thing about a pattern interrupt, just this weekend, I went um, to a restaurant that had live music and it, it was like beautiful outside and all the things. And we've been in quarantine in our area because of coronavirus. Yeah. And I was in a different well, yeah. area. <laughs> and um, and it was like, oh, my gosh, it was just you, you left feeling like I just went on vacation. And yeah. it was a pattern interrupt because what we've been experiencing, I think everyone right now needs a pattern interrupt because especially in the United States, we're all quarantined. There's so yeah. much going on and we need to get something to just take us, give us a little break. Right. Yes. Um, so I love that tip. And the last, the other thing I want to bring back my attention to is where you said, rub your hands together and create warmth. Yeah. There's actually what's interesting going back to the eyes because I read there's a book by Greg. Um, I'm kind of nerdy about this stuff. I'm not as I used to be super nerdy about it, and now I'm not. So I can't remember the name of the author. <laughs> no, you don't need to. <laughs> but there's this book about how to naturally improve your eyesight, and I used to think that was a good idea and spend time on it. And now yeah. I struggle to find the time to do that, but I should. And he said one of the things you can do is do this this friction thing with your hands and then put yeah. your um, palms over your eyes and it yeah. relaxes your eye muscles. Just like you yeah. said, how when you create warmth and you, you change your state and you reduce stress. So it's the same thing with your eyes. If you put your hands over your eyes that are warm and relax your eyes after being really stressed on the computer all day, it's a good technique or habit yeah. to get into. Um, so really cool. And would you say, can we um, talk about, Okay, somebody's doing journaling, somebody's yeah. on a roll, they're feeling really good, they know how to manage their mindset, they feel like they've, they know how to visualize their emotions and all of that. What if something major happens and they feel they lose, um, lose their momentum and maybe they try to do the pattern interrupt, yeah. and they can't get into it? What would you do in that situation? Well, I'm trying to visualize going through that there as well. It also helps to, for me to, to connect with that. If you find that all of these things you're simply doing and you get a particular time where 
something happened and you, you can't focus, don't focus. Don't focus. Don't think you have to get it correct. You have to be to, to, to manage it, right? If you feel like if there's something happened in your family and you feel like like crying, cry. It's not a sign of weakness. I thought it was a sign of weakness. is emotion. Sometimes the best way is not to try to deal with that emotion, but let it flow. If, if that makes sense. Perfect so, sense. Yeah. yeah, because it, it for me to when, when I'm asking like, to ask a answer a question. And when my, I want I want specifics, but to generalize, I thought the question that you asked, um, it, I will ask based on what what particular specific event, um, you know. But in this in this in this case, it's not um, a, a specific answer. But there's sometimes where you find yourself struggle. Allow yourself at times. No, you will not always get it correct. You will not always be in control, and it is okay. Once you don't stay there, it's like. Feeling bad is okay. Feeling stressful is okay. Have, being anxious can be okay. Being depressed is okay. Once you do not stay there. You see, people think um, being depressed or anxious is, or people could say anxiety, but being, I call it just being anxious, um, is a bad thing. But when you feel depressed about something because I, did, I didn't do it correct, it can tell you, okay, you know what? Let me put the effort to do it better so I don't feel this way again. When you're anxious, it means I'm thinking about what I'm going to do. I'm thinking about the future. So let me think about things that can go wrong. Let me prepare for them. Let me plan for them. Not think about the problems and get stuck there with the problems. So these things are not necessarily good or bad. It depends on how we react to them. Oh, that makes a difference. So even if you're on top of everything and sometimes you have a bad day, it's just that it's just a bad day. That is all it is. It doesn't mean your failure is when we put more meaning to these things than they really are, that we create more of a problem. Yes, I hear you. And I think it's important in the personal development and coaching and positivity world that we say it's okay to feel your emotions and, yeah. and cry or be distracted or go through a low point. It's okay to go through that because if you repress it or if you act like, it's not happening or you try to ignore it, um, you know, it's, it doesn't give your brain permission. It, it kind of, your brain will probably always feel like it's not fully able to be present and, and it's not able to progress. So yeah. 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 Like, like, like I said, how can you enjoy, how do you know that there's a good day? Yeah. What is a good day? Yeah. We, we need points of reference. We need comparable. So if you never had a bad day, you don't want to appreciate what, what a good day is until you have that, that balance. Because so, uh, for me, coming from Barbados, uh, having a lovely, having a, you know, crystal clear waters and lovely white sands, that was normal. <laughs> until I moved to the UK, then I had something to compare it to really what I really had. Only when we have a point of reference can we see the difference. So if you really enjoy good days, it's because you understand what a good day is and compared to what you think is a bad day. And remember, your bad day might be someone else's good day. So it's all relative. Yeah. So I would say, don't beat yourself up too much about anything. It's all about learning. Yeah. And being okay with having your own um, definition or way of processing things. And even... Also, like, 
for example, when you say somebody else's good day is somebody else's bad day, it's okay to like what you like, do what techniques work for you, that kind of thing. Um, so I really appreciate you for sharing that. And the point of reference piece, that's so key because you're right. It's like you don't realize what you have. If I didn't have the really hard early stages of my business when I was freaked out about going live and I would, I was freaked out about how am I going to spend, you know, spend my money and, and this is a huge investment for me and all these different things. If I didn't have those fears that I had to overcome, I wouldn't be able, I had to go through, I couldn't skip that part to get to the good part. And then when I'm at the good part, there's still always, I can know, I know I can handle the bad parts when, yes. they, when and if they come again. And <laughs> I have a point of reference of, wow, I'm so grateful that this has come together, right? And that I've grown and, and whatever. So um, yeah, really good topic. Ari says, amazing topic, guys. Brilliant information. Thank you. We Thank you. It. Yeah. Yes, and tell everybody where can they connect with you, find you online. I love that you go by the happy guy. <laughs> so tell everybody yeah. where they can connect. Yeah, listen, at the moment, uh, my, my handle on Instagram is thehappyguy.medford. Happyguy.medford. Uh, at the moment, you can also find me, Carlson Medford, on LinkedIn. But I'm not building my profile Um because uh, I've only I've only started coaching within the last two years, and and this basically came up because of my own my customers that have my full time job was a delivery driver. And everybody said you're so easy to talk to and you're always smiling. <laughs> you are. So that's how my name came up. But follow me on happyguy.medford. I'm working on courses at the moment. Um, because I started working with clients, well, you understand with COVID, now how things change, and you're more or less pushed online. But I realized at the same time is that working with, with groups of people, there's an advantage in both sides, working with people in groups, because they can support each other. So uh, just follow me on Instagram, and as I start to develop and do more, I'll be posting it there. So uh, awesome. yes, that's how they keep in, keep in touch with me. Yeah, that sounds great. And I agree. I have to say before this, uh, Carlston and I didn't get much time to chat beforehand in this interview setting. We talked in, on Instagram a little bit, but um, we just rolled right into it. And this is the best conversation. Let, let it flow. It becomes honest. Let it yeah. flow. Yeah, no clear plan, no script. So I really appreciate it and enjoyed having you on. And I love that you gave tactical things because even though we're talking about something like emotions uh, and the, yeah, it, it, you still gave things that people will actually be able to do to, to start to help things. And remember everybody, usually the worst thing that can happen is an emotion, right? That's the biggest downside of any circumstance or situation. And humans have been, have evolved to be able to, deal with those emotions, process those emotions, learn from those emotions. And that's what Carlston can help you do. So thank you so much. And we'll talk soon. Listen, thanks for having me. Have a blessed evening, everyone. Thank you. Okay, bye. Hello there. I just went live with the happy guy. He goes by Carlston Medford. And we talked about mindset, how to manage your emotions, mental energy, processing your emotions as an entrepreneur, the ups and downs, stress, that kind of thing. And uh, it was a really good 
podcast interview, but I realized I totally forgot to share the flash sale that I mentioned in my Facebook group that I was going to mention in the interview, which defeats the purpose. So I'm going to come on here and share it with you. So what's happening this week is something very exciting. Last month, I created and now have a group who is actively rocking it, a fast cash jumpstart um, program. And what it is, is a training teaching you how you can get an offer out and selling online with your health or wellness or life coaching business and be able from start to finish to not have to piecemeal everything together, but be able to know, okay, here's the step one, step two, step three, it's step by step. And it comes with a Q&A and training um, that will help you process through what you're supposed to do. It'll come with a workbook to help you do that. And it um, comes with what, what I'm doing for the flash sale is something additional. So what that, what, what all this is, is you're gonna not only get the Fast Cash course and Jumpstart, which is $97, but you're gonna get a free month in my membership program, which is a monthly membership. You get a monthly group call. So you get one group call to ask questions and um, get feedback on whatever you're working on. And you'll get to be in an, in an accountability group where you can share progress, ask questions, etc., for one month. So normally my programs, group program, private coaching, etc., they range anywhere from you know, 1K to 7K, but this program, the flash sale for this fast cash jumpstart, and the purpose of this fast cash jumpstart is to help you jumpstart bringing in cash flow so that if you did wanna do bigger things um, or outsource in your business or spend more money in your business, you could be able to do that and you have the confidence in yourself that you can put out an offer, sell it, get it going, etc. So with the fast cash jumpstart, like I said, the goal is to get you an offer as quickly as possible that is selling from your ideal clients. How do you promote it to your ideal clients and get it out there without overthinking, without overwhelm? What do you post online to be able to get it out there? What's your strategy for it, right? And the step-by-step -step workbook, training call, etc. But the flash sale sale is gonna include one free month in the monthly membership program, which I've just rolled out. And um, that's normally on its own, separate from the course, 97 a month. So um, let me know, comment flash sale, if you'd like to join us for this. You can decide anytime before Friday of this week. Okay, so Friday of this week. And uh, last but not least, you're gonna get three bonus courses. So the first course is the CEO Mindset, which talks about how do you overcome things like perfectionism, imposter syndrome, how do you feel confident about what you charge in your coaching business, things like that. We have a second mindset, uh, second course that you'll get for free, which is my Instagram course, teaching you how to book three discovery calls within seven days. And it gives you the steps for that. And you can obviously repeat the steps your life, not just for one week. And then the last course is, um, now I'm forgetting, oh, it's how I triple my clients within 30 days. So you'll get a video course teaching you how to go about that, what are the principles you need in place to do that and generate more clients in your own business. So if you wanna participate in the flash sale before Friday, just comment 
flash sale below. And Samantha, thanks for hopping on. She's actually working on her Fast Cash Jumpstart right now, which is super exciting. And really um, getting good market research, getting a good response. And can't wait to hear how it continues to go for you, Samantha. And we'll talk soon. Thank you guys. Have a great day and adios. Hey there. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And if you liked it and want to reserve your very own free sales audit, go to HaleyRowe.com slash strategy hyphen call to book your very own free sales audit. On the call, we'll talk more about the common concerns you get from your ideal clients, how to overcome those concerns, how to coach through objections, how to change your mindset around sales and improve your sales process so you can be closing and converting more clients. I can't wait to connect with you and go to HaleyRowe.com slash strategy hyphen call to take the first step. Thanks so much. Have a good day.